Mini Innovation Ball, next-gen CAR T-cell therapy, democratization via advanced point-of-care production and applications. Episode 1, why democratization and how does CAR T-cell therapy compare to alternative methods of cancer treatment? We're speaking with Christopher Montalbano. He's the CEO of MIDI Medical Product Development. Chris, can you provide some quick background on MIDI? Absolutely, Matt. MIDI is a second-generation-owned medical device development firm located right outside of New York City. I run MIDI as a co-owner with my brother, and we've been in business over 50 years, and we assist clients in taking the next step in their medical device development, infusing innovation and competitive differentiation using our development DNA approach. And we have deep experience in engineering instrumentation within a multitude of industries, uh, biopharma being one of them. Thanks for that background, Chris. The topic of advancing cancer treatment is likely to resonate with every listener, as it is difficult to find someone whose family members or friends have not been impacted by this pervasive affliction. Now, I'm intrigued to learn more about this next-generation CAR T-cell therapy. However, before we proceed, could you clarify what you mean by the term democratization of this therapy? Certainly. Now, CAR T-cell therapy is an exciting and rapidly evolving field in cancer treatment, with the first FDA-approved biopharmaceutical drug being introduced in 2017. Currently, there are approximately 10 approved drugs, and the number in development and FDA approval pipeline is growing exponentially. This therapy is unique because it specifically targets cancer cells while sparing healthy cells in contrast to other treatment methods that can kill both. So the precision of this approach has generated much excitement within the medical community as it has the potential to revolutionize cancer treatment. So MIDI is proud of its contributions in the development of instrumentation and disposables in support of this biopharma drug production, although there's more work at hand. We call it the democratization in this context, and it's to bring the therapy to the masses. So currently, the production process is remote, protracted, and extremely expensive, making it impossible for most patients to pay out of pocket. And as the popularity of these treatments scale, making it financially unsustainable for insurance companies to reimburse. So here are some examples of what I mean in this regard. So therapy prices could range from like $350,000 to above $3 million, if you could believe that. Uh, secondly, with what's called autologous CAR T-cell therapies, meaning the starter material for drug manufacturing is derived from the patient's blood, production turnaround time could be weeks prior to treatment with fabrication done at few and remote locations. That, that time from fabrication to delivery to the patient is called the vein-to-vein -vein time, and we'll be talking about that more later in the podcast. Third, another example, there's a backlog of patients waiting for therapies, and they don't have time to wait. Here is a statistical uh, survey that was done on U.S. CAR-T treatment centers, uh, and the, the data says that at any given time, there are 20 patients on a waiting list to receive treatment with only one slot per month. So, in this podcast series, we will be discussing methods which can help mitigate these issues of timing and cost by allowing the production process to scale in high volume, thus dropping cost per therapy, 
increasing production turnaround time and making the therapy accessible to a much larger population of patients. It's a point of care approach where the biopharma product is produced at or near the patient treatment center. This will provide for true democratization. This sounds like a fascinating therapy with significant patient benefits and outcomes. Although accessibility to this therapy, as you described, is limited. I'm looking forward to learning more about this point of care approach. For sure, Matt. Although before we get into this next generation therapy production approach, let's take a step back and ground the listeners in the CAR T-cell cancer treatment ecosystem in relation to CAR T-cell therapy versus other cancer treatments. We'll also look at how does CAR T-cell therapy work and how is it produced? Additionally, we'll explore format types of CAR T-cell. There's ex vivo and in vivo with ex vivo approaches, including autologous and allogeneic. And we will also consider CAR T-cell therapy and its efficacy on not only hematological malignancies, but also solid tumors. Chris, that sounds like a plan. Let's start. And we're going to start at a high level with the general types of cancer treatments. Please keep in mind that these treatment approaches are not mutually exclusive and often used in combination with each other. So let's first start with surgery uh, in addressing cancer treatments. So surgery is applicable contender where the cancer has been determined to be localized, for example, a tumor, in an area of the body where you have access and are able to remove the malignancy without negatively influencing the well-being. So advantages include uh, surgery allows for complete removal of the tumor and immediate results, often a one-time procedure. It targets the specific tumor location, minimizing the effects on surrounding healthy tissue. Although a disadvantage to surgery is it is invasive and therefore complications can ensue. Additionally, if any malignant cells remain on the margins of the surgical site, the cancer could return. Another treatment type includes radiation. So radiation is useful when the cancer is localized, again, like a tumor, although you don't have access to the site via surgical means. So the advantage is, is that it's, you know, of course, non-invasive, but a disadvantage includes radiation can cause damage to surrounding healthy tissue and multiple sessions are often required over many weeks. Now, oncologists often choose chemotherapy, another form of cancer treatment. So that's employed to treat cancer that has spread throughout the body, meaning it has become systemic and can be found in the blood, the lymph nodes, or other nonspecific areas. So the disadvantages of this approach include it is not a targeted approach and kills not only the cancer cells, but kills the healthy cells also. Additionally, your immune system becomes compromised due to the reduction of white cells, putting the patient at higher risk of infection. Fertility could be effective. It also requires multiple treatment sessions. And there could be side effects like anemia, reduction in platelets, fatigue, nausea, hair loss, weight loss. So again, just jumping back to another type of uh, treatment, uh, there's stem cell transplants. So that's also known as bone marrow transplants, which is another form of uh, addressing cancer. And it addresses a systemic cancer found in the blood, the lymph nodes, or other nonspecific areas. It's often paired with chemotherapy, with chemo being applied prior to the transplant. The transplant is applied intravenously into the patient and derived from one of two sources. 
either an autologous, meaning the patient's stem cells are harvested from their blood prior to chemotherapy via, via an aphoresis machine, or an allogeneic, meaning a donor, often a family member's stem cells are harvested. So during the stem cell process, after the transplant, the stem cells travel to the patient's bone marrow and the production of healthy blood cells ensues, meaning the white cells, red cells, platelets, et cetera. So again, what are the advantages or disadvantages of the stem cell approach? So the advantages include the transplant can help rebuild the immune system, which was compromised by the chemo treatment. Also, additionally, in cases of allogeneic transplants, the donor cells may recognize and attack any remaining cancer cells, providing an additional layer of defense. Disadvantages, although, include a condition called graft-first-host disease. See, in allogeneic transplants, the donor's immune cells can potentially attack the recipient's healthy tissue. This can cause a wide range of complications from mild to life-threatening. Also, another disadvantage uh, of the transplant is limited availability of matching donors, meaning that finding a suitable donor for an allogeneic transplant can be difficult, particularly for patients from certain ethnic bath backgrounds or with rare tissue types. So this can delay or even prevent a patient from receiving a potentially life-saving transplant. And lastly, uh, another major stem cell transplant disadvantage being long recovery periods. The recovery process after a stem cell transplant can be lengthy and challenging sometimes taking months or even years. So patients may experience ongoing fatigue and weakness and other lingering side effects. This is all fascinating. I'm looking forward to hearing what will be discussed in the next podcast within this CAR T-cell therapy series. Matt, in MIDI's next podcast, we will begin to focus on how CAR T-cell therapy is produced and then how it functions within the patient's body to achieve efficacy. We'll also discuss the various format types of CAR T-cell with its advantages and disadvantages also. You've been listening to MIDI's Innovation Vault series on next-gen CAR T-cell therapy, democratization via advanced point-of-care production and applications with CEO of MIDI Medical Product Development, Chris Montalbano. If you have any questions or comments on today's podcast or would like to schedule a complimentary consultation with Chris about your business, you can reach him by phone at 1-631-467-8686 or email innovation at midipd.com. If you enjoyed this podcast content, please follow MIDI on social media to download informative industry-related white papers and industry-supporting material at www.midipd.com. That's M-I-D-I-P-D dot com. <laughs>